Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam's going to produce today. He produced Inside the Huddle. Always appreciate uh, his work and all uh, of our producers' work as well. We will take your phone calls, 392-8255, and you can email srussell at wruf.com. It's uh, pretty amazing to me um, what has happened over the course of the season. By the way, um, let me uh, congratulate Parker Valby. She was named the Women's National Athlete of the Week uh, by the U.S. Track and Field Cross Country Coaches Association um, because she won the SEC's individual championship at the SEC Cross Country Championship, shattering uh, Florida's record. Uh, and uh, when she ran her time, it was the fastest time ever recorded at a championship event, which broke the previous school record by 29 seconds. That's pretty good. So congratulations uh, to Parker. Today, we've obviously had a lot of people calling in and talking about you know where where Florida is right now let me ask this question what has changed for you from what you thought at the beginning of the season is for example is the offense too predictable uh is the defense worse than you thought uh you know so w- tell me what it is that you think has changed from the beginning of the year? I'd be curious to know the answer to that. Don't forget tonight, Gator Men's Basketball with its orange and blue scrimmage. And then a week from today, they will begin the regular season. That's just, it always creeps up, um, but it is now here with us. Um, That's not a bad thing. All right, Uh, later in the week, we will talk some Texas A&M with their play-by-play voice, and then we will have Florida's play-by-play voice here, Sean Kelly, as well. Steven says apparently Auburn's ex-coach is getting $15 million after getting fired. When will all this madness end? Who pays the buyouts? School does. If it's the universities, why isn't there objection from the school's higher-ups? Because... That sport makes a lot of money. That's why. That's it in the nutshell. You know, it's not, it is madness, Stephen, but it's what the marketplace bears, right? I mean, there, there are some jobs, I think, that are woefully underpaid, like mine. And then, <laughs> and then there are jobs that you go, like, what? You're making that much, money, that much money to do that? That's just what the marketplace bears. Is it ridiculous? Yes. Think about 
He's coached less than two years, and that's what he will make. Pretty stunning. Rob, hello. Steve, enjoy the show with uh, just the duo there. It was great. Yep. Uh, it's always fun working with the head ball coach, that's for sure. Okay. You learn a lot about the game of football. And, you know, the characteristics of a champion, Steve embodies it, and Urban Meyer embodied it, and it, and it showed on their team. And, you know, this year we, we're going to have our struggles. I just thought that the defense, you know, would have, you know, come been a little better. And I think AR has played – he's played well at times. And he's been highly inconsistent, and he hasn't developed the poise that we've had at quarterback with those three Heisman winners that were always calm in the pocket, always knew where to go, and in command. And, you know, maybe he can learn to that, and I think, you know, he's going to get better. But um, we really got to shore up that defense, and that's a lot of work. And, you know, I hope Billy can do it. And, um, you know, that's where I feel. At the beginning of the year, I said I want those boys to play well and, you know, try to learn and get better. It seems like we petered out a little bit. And, you know, what's our fourth down um, conversion rate? Because it's not good. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, when you go go for it on fourth down and things like that, you're basically putting your team in a deficit. And that's what happened to us against last week when we played Georgia. You know, Anthony Richardson was in the ball game. We we were right there. We were coming back. We allowed them to stump us. Once you, you once you let a team get up three touchdowns on you, it's very hard to come back. But that was a lot because of the play call. We were at the 50-yard line. It was fourth down. Punt the ball, put them deep in their end, and see if you can't make them work and wear them out a little bit. But, you know, you learn as you go, Steve. But we'll see. We'll figure it All right. out. All right, Rob, thank you. Michelle, hello. Hello. Um, so I just think, I, for me, what has changed is the defense, in particular the secondary. I just didn't think that we would be that bad on the secondary. I mean, we're just getting blown out out there. The coverage is just mind-boggling. And then I think I thought because we had new staff that our third down situation would be a little better. And I'd be doggone if it's not exactly the same. I mean, it just stresses you out to no end. Um, I think offense is playing kind of what I thought. I'm no worse, no better. They're doing what I thought they were going to do. But defense is, has has just let me down this season. It just seems to be no fight. And at the point, and I hate to say it because he's no longer on the team, but when that running back bulldozed over him and pushed him into the end zone to score on Saturday – I was like, what in the world? Where is the, oh, it just, it, oh, yeah, defense is, makes my head itch and makes me have to scratch because I'm trying to figure out what is going on with our defense. So that's my thought of what I thought, what I, for me, what is, has changed as the season has progressed. Okay. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate your call. 1213 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending. Now, on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Quarteraro. Game 3 of the World Series takes place tonight after it was forced to be rescheduled from yesterday. The Phillies and Astros are knotted at one game apiece after two games in Houston. 
As the series flips to Philadelphia, the Astros will have Lance McCullers on the mound facing off against Ranger Suarez for the Phillies. First pitch will be at 8.03, but tune in to coverage right here starting at 7 o'clock. The golden era for men's hoops starts tonight as the Gators take part in the orange and blue scrimmage, an inter-squad scrimmage which will give us a first look at this year's group. Santa Fe College begins their men's and women's basketball seasons tonight, with both teams playing in their season openers. The women's team takes on Hillsborough Community College at 5.30, followed by the men taking on PHS Academy at 7.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarterara. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency 310, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, the place to go if you're looking for the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. And it's been that way for 40 plus years. When I first met the Cousins family, I was treated right. And the reason I was, was because very, very simple thing. They treat all their customers that way. They want to make sure their car buying experience is the best it can be and they'll go out of their way to make sure you can test drive vehicles, get all the information you need before you make your purchase. Want to go online to do it? SECars.com is the place. The vehicles are there. All the pertinent information is there for you as you can look at all the vehicles they have. And, of course, you can test drive them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. Great selection, wide variety. It's, again, a great reason to shop there because you have a lot of different choices you can make when buying a used vehicle. And remember, they're the best and no new vehicles are there. Go see them in person. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Planning a road trip this fall? Maximize your fuel economy by inflating tires to proper pressure and packing light. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. This report is sponsored by the We Can Do This COVID-19 Public Education Campaign. Now that fall is here, people will be spending more time indoors, yet many Americans are not up to date on their protection from COVID-19. Here's Dr. Kenneth Alexander, Chief of Infectious Diseases at Nemours Children's Health, Florida. The updated COVID vaccines provide protection against the Omicron variants and are available to people six years of age and older. These vaccines are important because they don't only protect the person who's vaccinated, but protect vulnerable people in our community. Unvaccinated people are at a higher risk from currently circulating variants. They have a higher chance of getting severely ill and even dying. Because COVID and long COVID are so unpredictable, anyone who gets COVID, no matter their age or health status, can have serious long-lasting health effects, even if they've had a very mild case. Long-term impact of the vaccine is highly unlikely. For questions about COVID vaccines, talk to your healthcare professional and visit vaccines.gov. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Got a question. When's the last time you had their chicken burger? 
This isn't just a chicken breast slapped between a bun. It's a 100% all-natural Joyce Farms ground chicken patty infused with herbs and spices, then grilled to perfection. Add pickles, onion, tomato, and mayo. Talk about satisfying. Add a great salad and pair it with their new pumpkin spice shake made with real pumpkin puree. You've got yourself one fabulous meal. That's Dick Mondell's open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Gainesville. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Okito America's new location is now open, and we want to celebrate the grand opening with you. Come help us in the Gainesville Chamber of Commerce. Cut the ribbon to Okito's second location next to the Flip Factory at 7420 West Newberry Ave on Thursday, November 10th from 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for food, music, giveaways, and tours as we showcase the new Okito America, where you'll find the same great martial arts and dance classes and the same great after school programs. Okito America, now with two locations to better serve Gainesville. RSVP today on our Facebook page. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator women's volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Let's get to our phones. Tommy, hello. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, um, I, real quick, just you know, I have been watching uh, the University of Florida football as a program, you know, as a team for a, a very, very, very long time um, without showing too much of my age, where we seem to be as a program, not as a team, but as a program, really kind of reminds me of the late 70s. Um, this year specifically really could be our 1979 year, to not to that 010 in one degree, but it kind of seems to me that's where we are based on what we had to deal with with the previous three coaches and kind of the dumpster fire that one of them became. The, the program seemed to take so many steps backwards. And notwithstanding the great sandbox that is the Internet, but, uh, you know, some of my circle of friends are complaining. They say these things, and then I show them the sheet before the season. And I say, well, you picked them to be 6-6, six and six, so you're really not too far off. And I kind of picked them to be five and seven. But my point being is this. Um, and what Napier did, especially over the weekend, shows me that we have a head coach that is in control. Um, he's in charge of this football team. He's in charge of this football program. Um, and he really wasn't handed, in my opinion, a great overall program to, to work with. And then I see a lot of Gator fans who, in 1990, one coach came in and wham, turned it around year one, and boom, won it all year two in an SEC, and then Urban Meyer comes in in two years and wins the national championship. I just don't think that was feasible to expect with this football team. You might expect them to play hard, but I think they're right where they're at. Coach Napier is saying the right things, in my opinion. He is saying the right things in his press conferences. 
and I believe he's making players do the right things in the program. It's just, as I was demonstrated over the weekend, we don't have the athletes that Georgia has. We don't have the athletes that Tennessee has. We don't have the athletes that Alabama has. And it's going to take him a while to get there. All right. Now, just Di, I got a lot of calls, Tom. I got to have you wrap it up. All right. No, just real quick, one question with AR fifteen. Um, I have a question. Demonstrate. I'll back for a few coaches. Do you believe uh, that there's a tendency now in football teams to play an athlete over a football player, similar to the where Franks was playing over Trask? Um, AR may be playing over Jalen Kenton, and I'll take it off the air. Thanks for letting me call in, Steve. Sure. Appreciate thank it. you, Tommy. Um, I don't know if it's a tendency. I, I think it just depends. I, I think some coaches get very enamored with dual threat people. And if if the quarterback run, whether it's a quarterback power or whether it's a design quarterback run, is something that is part of your offense, which it certainly was with Dan Mullen, then I, I think you can – because in Mississippi State, if you take away Dak Prescott – his quarterbacks, you know, Nick Fitzgerald, people like that, they weren't great throwers, but they ran the ball. That's what Mullen's M.O. kind of is. And really, the Trask thing was the outlier. But he also had, you know, really good receivers to throw to, and he took advantage of that talent. Uh, Byron, hello. Hey, Steve, and, and I'm, I'm one of those fans that think we can win everything. Steve, uh, great interviews, as always, on TV20 uh with the basketball coach. So I'm not going to get too hyped up as I did with football, but I'm looking forward to basketball season and go Gators there. Steve, um, what I am um, not coaching of of Richardson and nobody on the team, and uh, shout out to the defensive callers. I didn't think they would be good, but maybe not this bad. But, you know, uh, Steve, when you watch the NFL and some of the college teams, like maybe a Louisville, uh, uh, even the pro teams, Josh Allen at Buffalo – I, maybe I'm being a little too much putting pressure on Richardson, but I just thought his escapability and runability. We played the Giants the other day. I don't know if you watched that. I say we, the Jaguars. And that quarterback almost led Shaquan Barkley in rushes, and they were designed runs, fields and those guys. And maybe I saw he'd do that. I think he got banged up, and he's not running as much. I thought he'd be more of a running back in the offense. And we just lost Damian Pierce. Man, we, he beat Jacksonville alone. So I just thought we had some more running backs. And shout-out to ETN and, and even his brother. But I'm going to go ahead off the seat. But, yeah, I just thought we would control the ball and run the ball more with the line. But I was wrong. So, thanks, Steve. That was what I expected. Go right. Thanks, Byron. Well, Georgia's defensive front, pretty good. Daryl, hello. Steve, uh, we're about where I thought we'd be. You know, I'm kind of surprised with the defense. I thought we'd be a little bit better. But, Steve, I've thought about it yesterday. At least we're not at dumpster firing all over. You know, it, they're the new Tennessee of hiring and firing coaches here recently, and I just think they should have maybe kept Gus Miles on. I'm going to throw two names out at you. I think they'll go after. That's uh, Matt Rule, you know, the former Carolina Panther coach, and they'll go after Hugh Freeze. But the only thing with Hugh Freeze, when he was at Ole Miss, John Cohen was at Mississippi State, and I think there was some tension back then. Well, I think what, what it defined tension between both the programs, you know, the recruiting violations and all that. Well, but you, if you're going to hire Hugh Freeze, the first thing, the first thing you do is, okay, have you paid your penance? Have you learned your lesson? That I don't care who calls him, okay? But he's a proven winner, and he's a hell of an offensive mind. And if if he if Auburn is willing to take a chance, 
he's a guy that I'd make a phone call to pretty fast because he's an offensive guy in an offensive world. And Rule, I don't think he might get a call, but I don't see him coaching for a little bit, maybe a year. We'll see. Okay. Steve, don't you think maybe they should have held on to Gus a little bit longer? Well, held on to Gus. I One mean, of, let him coach a couple more years. Well, Steve. but think what, about it, Steve. He 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 was winning at Auburn, and you know, and he but, had one bad seat, and they got rid of. Him. But not enough. See, that's that's what people don't understand. Okay, you you can be eight and four and be fired. You can be seven and five and be fired. Because at some places, it you know it's not winning quote enough unquote. So what is that, right? I mean, Dan Mullen got Florida to three straight New Year's Six Bowl games and had one bad year. What happened? Same deal. Well, Steve, I think Alabama's got a big complex inferior without uh, – I mean, I'm sorry, Auburn with Alabama. You know you know how their fans are. If they can't beat Alabama, they think the whole world's in it. I mean, you look at Paul Feinbaum's show every day. I mean, I know it, that – that's probably saying something crazy about some of those fans, but it's just, uh, I think they got a complex with Alabama. All right, Daryl, thank you. Appreciate the call. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Got a question for you. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees or your back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Greg Cassidy. It is time to call QC Kinetics. You see, QC Kinetics use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair your damaged joint tissue. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated. So if you are sick and tired of steroid shots that don't work, or you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now and schedule your free consultation. Appointments are now available for this coming week at QC Kinetics. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. Call now, 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. Did you get that? QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day. Not here. It's like everybody's having a good day every day. Expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have. Not so. Uh, once it, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups or fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you enough to where you, you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of of being here and that's why I continue to stay here. This is Dr. Kim Mowry and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. 
As a small business owner, you've got inks to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ink your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other inks, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. The Bash is back at Depot Park. November 5th and 6th. A free music festival celebrating blues, Americana, and soul heritage. Featuring the legendary Mavis Staples. Drive-by truckers. Tributes to Tom Petty, Bo Diddley, and more than 20 other regional and local bands. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the best local food, food. Art and craft vendors. A beer garden. And a kids area. Reserve your free ticket at thebashgnv.com. And to receive special perks. Access and to support local charities. Upgrade your experience with a VIP, VIP package. With tickets to the Bash Music Festival, November 5th and 6th at Depot Park. Visit thebashgnv.com. Get the facts and take action before a bad contractor takes advantage of you. Hurricane and storm recovery can be emotionally and financially challenging without having to worry about being scammed by contractors. Find out how to protect yourself from fraud and scams by reviewing AARP Florida's important disaster recovery advice. From vetting contractors to understanding assignment of benefits, we've got you covered. Visit aarp.org slash fldisasterhelp. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today, sunny skies and above average temperatures, highs in the mid to upper 80s. Tonight, staying mostly clear, lows dropping to the mid 60s with areas of patchy dense fog tomorrow morning. Tomorrow afternoon, highs in the mid 80s turning partly cloudy. A few late afternoon and early evening showers and thunderstorms are expected, especially east of I 75. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. What are some of your flight preferences? Jay can't do the window seat. Got to do the aisle, a little claustrophobic. Desmond in South Carolina. I like the seat by the window better. Are, are there any middle seat people out there? Do I don't you even exist? If you fly with Jay on his private jet, you'll never have to worry about middle seats or any of that. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene for this Tuesday. So I, I love talking to people. I love doing interviews and looking forward to speaking to my next guest here because I can remember him playing college basketball, Olympic basketball player in the NBA. Tom McMillan now joins us. He's with Lead One, and Lead One uh, helps athletic departments and represents athletic directors, including Florida. So Tom now joins us. Tom, first of all, thank you for doing this. I want to start with that. Talk about what Lead One is and how you do represent athletic departments and athletic directors. Well, thank you. It's great to be on your show. And uh, the best way to think about it is that we represent the ADs and the programs of 131 of the FBS schools. And, you know, they all work within their conferences. They're, you know, the conferences are terrific and everything. 
But sometimes a lot of these issues transcend individual conferences. And so it's good to get the ADs together to discuss issues. And today we have to do that with legal counsel because, you know, of the restrictions on collusion and so forth. But we do provide a chance for this interconference dialogue and working on the big issues, whether it's name, image, and likeness or transfers or employment status, all, all the issues that are percolating in college sports. Uh, that's what we work on. I would love to be in that room, Tom, but let, let me ask this. When, when they all get together, I mean, obviously they represent different interests, different leagues, et cetera. Um, is it hard to get together to talk about, you know, the, the sports in general without, you know, leaning on what the specific conference might want? Well, that's true. Well, let me give you an example. Sure. In our meeting in Washington in September, we talked about football governance, and some of the ADs wanted to consider moving it out to the NCAA. We had a lengthy discussion uh, we had the NCAA present how the current system works. We had the financial people explain how much money the NCAA spends on all that. At the end of the day, all the ADs were almost unanimous, or if, if not unanimous, in saying, look, let's try to fix this because there are problems. No one's happy with it. Let's try to fix it within the NCAA as opposed to moving it outside. And that took place with a lot of interconference dialogue, a lot of discussion, and so forth. So, you know, yes, while conferences want are very important and play a, a big role in college sports, sometimes it takes 10 conferences to, to move the ball. And uh, we saw that recently uh, during the infractions reforms. Uh, we had a, a work group made up of ADs and administrators, and we submitted – 11 recommendations to the NCAA and the Transformation Committee about changing the whole enforcement and fraction process. And it was signed by 75 ADs, a majority of the FBS. And and believe it or not, eight of those recommendations were adopted by the Transformation Committee. So uh, as they say, a a united voice can carry a lot of water. And that's certainly the case when when the voices of the ADs come together, I think that I think they can make a big difference. There's been some talk in the sport that you played, Tom, of perhaps expanding the NCAA tournament field to get you know a much bigger field in. What were your what would your views be on that? Well, we haven't really polled our ADs on it. But my own views, you know, I think back at my coach Lefty Drizel, and Lefty always kind of pushed for an open. You know, let every school participate and then, you know, let it eliminate from there. Um, I think there's a fine balance between creating greater opportunity but not diluting this tremendous tournament. Uh, Men's basketball and women's basketball tournaments are two of the, you know, the best things in college sports. And they're certainly uh, tremendous, tremendous assets for the NCAA. So you have to go careful on it. I do think you're going to see some expansion. Listen, I lived this. When I was playing at Maryland, you know, we we were in the ACC, and we were number three in the country, and we couldn't beat North Carolina State. So our season ended there. And, you know, after that, the NCAA expanded from 25 
teams in our when we were there to 68 teams. And back when I was in a, a sophomore, we won the NIT. There were only 16 teams in the NIT and 25 in the NCAA. So there were a lot of good basketball teams that weren't uh, weren't allowed to go forward back then. It's out much better today. Uh, but I, I think it needs, it needs, you need to look at it. I, I, I'm not sure I would go as far as Coach Giselle, but I think <laughs> a little bit might make some sense. Our guest here on Sports Scene, Tom McMillan, uh, as he just mentioned, uh, college basketball player, NBA player, now working with Lead One. Um, when you look at, you're a former congressman too, and with the NIL, Tom. Should government get involved in this to fix the NIL mess? Well, I, you know, first of all, I uh, when I was in Congress, Bill Bradley and another congressman and myself, we pushed and got through uh, the graduation rate disclosures. I mean, can you imagine college sports without graduation rates disclosed? Yeah, and that was a that was a hard fight. It was hard, and that's that seems pretty simple today. To get anything done in Congress today is extremely difficult, and uh, the Democrats and Republicans are, are, are far apart. So it's incumbent upon the NCAA, I think, to take some steps uh, to get control of this whole environment around name, image, and likeness. Uh, they're slow in regulating, and really, it's you know the, the cows are out of the barn. It's pretty hard to bring them back in, but you know it's not unusual in any industry to get third-party value validations of value so if a kid's signing a million dollar name image and likeness contract it's pretty easy there's so many databases they can tell you what a kid who maybe has a hundred thousand social influence followers and was high in the recruiting list they can tell you what they should make so the, to allow this to get out of control without some kind of system is really just, it's really unfortunate because it's affecting so many things. It's affecting transfers. It's affecting uh, recruiting. It's affecting coaches' tenures with teams. And uh, I, I think it's really important that the NCAA try to enforce something as soon as possible because if you're relying on Congress, that may take a little while. Tom, let me leave you with this because I think fans that are older look at the landscape of college athletics now and so much has changed you know kids getting paid uh the transfer portal being you know you could play for two or three different schools now this is going to ruin the sport you know kind of thing where do you 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 played college you played as a pro where do you sit do you think nil is a good thing and do you think that will finally settle down at one point I do think it's a good thing, and so do our EDs. The, the, you know, the real issue is, are we talking about NIL or something else? If it's purely NIL, I think kids selling their publicity rights is really a, is really fundamental. Uh, and you know, part of this being driven, you know, coaches make a lot of money, and and uh, I think the idea that student athletes shouldn't partake in some kind of upside is really kind of hard for a lot of people to understand. So that those there have been pressures to, to sort of balance things out, if you will. I believe that name, image, and likeness, if we're talking about publicity rights, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that there are ways that you could use the market 
to encourage less transfers. For example, let's assume that kids got a little piece of the TV money and you made them stay in school to get it. Uh, maybe stay the longer they stayed and the longer they, the further they got towards their degree, the more they would get. In other words, we ought to be using the market to try to encourage kids to stay in one school as opposed to jumping around as is going on right now. Look, University of Florida's basketball team is going to be the recipient of some great transfers, but you know that that system can get out of control pretty pretty quickly. Last question for you: When you have all these ads, I mean, obviously their first job is to represent the interests of their school and then perhaps of their conference. But in in terms of the collegial body, Tom. Is it a good group to work with? Do, do they look at not just their school, not just their conference, but at the health of college sports in general? Do they do a pretty good job of that? Yeah, I do think. I think that most of them certainly have a long view of college sports. They're concerned. They're concerned about, you know, it's, we're heading down a road that's going to look exactly like the NFL and the NBA. And they, they're concerned that what that does to the collegiate model, you know, with Kids are employees, and they can collectively bargain and so forth. Look, I also realize that our ADs feel that football and basketball players probably deserve more. Uh, and so this whole NIL thing is a welcome development. But finding that balance is very tricky, and it's going to be a challenge for the next few years. There's no, e- there's no easy answers. And, you know, constantly going back and saying, well, I hope co- Congress deals with it. Uh, is a is a is a is a tough wish because Congress has so many things on their plate, and uh, this won't be on the top of the list for some time. And I think that college sports has to find a way within itself to self-govern. Tom is the CEO of Lead One. Tom, where can people find out more about Lead One? Lead One A uh, Lead One Association dot com. Uh, go to our website and. Uh, and they can find out everything and email us as well. He was a pretty fair player in his day in college and in the NBA. Tom, I appreciate your time, and it's good stuff here. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Anytime. Look forward to it. Okay, Tom, thank you. Tom McMillan, uh, he played at Maryland under Lefty Drussell, played 11 years, I think it was, in the NBA. Uh, Good player and good insight as to what his organization does uh, representing the athletic directors. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Lauren Halpern. In the MLB, the Houston Astros will take on the Philadelphia Phillies in Game 3 of the World Series. The series is tied 1-1. First pitch is scheduled for 8.03 tonight. Find coverage right here starting at 7. The Tampa Bay Lightning, coming off a win against the San Jose Sharks on Saturday, will host the Ottawa Senators tonight. Puck drop is set for 7 o'clock. In Gator Sports, the men's basketball team has their orange and blue scrimmage tonight at 7. This inter-squad scrimmage will give us a sneak peek of first-year head coach Todd Golden's group. High school volleyball playoffs continue tonight. Union County will play at Osceola Christian in the Class 1A Regional Final. The Class 2A Regional Final will be between Christ Church Academy and Oak Hall and Bishop Moore will take on Santa Fe for the 4A Regional Final. All games will start at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halpern. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
Folks, you've heard me talk for a while now about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch, a really, really terrific local charity. They're in Palatka, and Gator Nation has responded admirably to help them out because they really do a good job of helping at-risk young boys, and they do it because they get your unwanted or donated vehicles. They take the vehicles, they refurbish them, and they resell them. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Those donations are tax-deductible, and they go a long way towards helping a really great cause and really helping these kids. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. International Diamond Center's most anticipated sale of the year is this weekend. Friday through Sunday, our biggest and final store-wide event. Get the guaranteed IDC value price, plus 36 months, zero interest financing. That $2,000 Diamond Eternity Band is just $56 a month. Getting engaged, upgrading your diamond, looking for that perfect gift? You can't miss this. Best prices on all rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, fashion jewelry, even GIA certified diamonds, plus zero interest financing. This Friday through Sunday only. And only at IDC at Celebration Point on approved credit. Aikido America's new location is now open, and we want to celebrate the grand opening with you. Come help us in the Gainesville Chamber of Commerce. Cut the ribbon to Okito's second location next to the Flip Factory at 7420 West Newberry Ave on Thursday, November 10th from 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for food, music, giveaways, and tours as we showcase the new Okito America, where you'll find the same great martial arts and dance classes and the same great after-school programs. Okito America, now with two locations to better serve Gainesville. RSVP today on our Facebook page. Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Trace Leche's pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. If you don't have a health plan through your employer, you can still get quality health insurance through the federal marketplace. Not sure where to begin? A navigator can help you cut through the clutter. There's no obligation, and getting help is always free. Open enrollment ends on January 15th, so don't wait. It's easy. From your mobile phone, dial pound 250 and say the keyword navigator. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from iHeartMedia. That's pound 250 navigator. Want to make a big impact this election? Voting yes on single-member districts is a vote for accountability. 
Voting yes on single-member districts is a vote for true representation. This is the first time in 40 years that we have an opportunity to fix our local government and finally have a say in who represents us. Let's come together and stand up for Alachua County. Vote yes on single-member districts on November 8th. Paid political advertisement paid for by Leading of Our Future, 155E Park Ave, Suite 1, Tallahassee, Florida, 32301. The WRUF Radio Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. What has changed for you from the start of the season to now in terms of Gator football? Interested to find that out. Good call so far. Let's get yours. 392-8255. And then John... He kind of encapsulates kind of where I think the world is in sports. He says, interesting question for you. With how impatient Gator Nation is, this is his words, not mine, in your opinion, who lasts longer as a head coach, Napier or Golden? Golden. Look, I think there's just more passion around Gator football. I mean, look, with Gator football, you're still going to get 80,000 people in there if you're playing a quality opponent. We've also seen what happens to Gator basketball when they're not good. The place is half-filled. Now, it took a while to get Mike White out, already there are grumblings about Billy Napier. If if Todd Golden gets off to a, I don't know, three and four start, will there be, will there be similar rumblings? Don't know. Bill says he heard when the Gators scored in the third quarter, it was 28-20, the second string defense was put in the game. Is this accurate? If so, why? Now, the first string defense should have been somewhat rested due to offense being on the field longer and scoring 17 points. The result was a Georgia scoring drive. Well, there's two things here. That implies the entire second string defense was put in the game. I doubt that happened. So, and you can, you can start the series with a backup defense. It doesn't mean they're on the field for the entire series. But, I mean, I think the first-team defense struggled against Georgia, too. To Texas A&M, if you look at some of the numbers and compare them, pretty interesting. In scoring offense, Texas A&M is dead last in the league. So it's going to be an offense that averages 22 points a game going up a scoring defense that gives up 30. Who wins? A&M, statistically, is a better defense. They give up 375 a game. The Gators give up 4, 
45 a game. AM gives up 21 points a game. Florida, 30, as I mentioned. In total offense, Florida averages 422 yards a game. AM, 359. Gators run the ball better than they do. Florida stops the run a little bit better. AM gives up 205 yards on the ground. That's next to last in the league. Only Auburn is worse. So you're, these are teams that don't exactly uh, light it up in terms of where they are in the SEC hierarchy. And AM has lost, I believe, four in a row. So we'll see what happens. Again, today, since the start of the season, for you, What's changed for you in Gator football? Is it your outlook? Is it your thought on the coach? Is it play calling? Is it clock management? What what has changed for what you thought things would be uh, at the beginning of the season? By the way, later on in the week, the uh, voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, is going to be here today. Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. We'll talk a little NFL with you. And then... Um, we're trying to get the play-by-play voice of Texas A&M, Andrew Monaco, to be with us here, to get that perspective. We are working on that as we speak. Charlie Cream, who is the bracketologist for women's college basketball for ESPN, will join us uh, to talk about the upcoming women's college basketball season. And Kelly Ray Finley, the Florida women's basketball coach, will join us uh, on Friday. So those are some of the guests we have coming up in the meantime we'll take a couple of emails here and then call it an hour Allen says the thing that surprised me the most is how many times florida's gone for it on fourth down do you have a statistic for that matter of fact i do i would have to look it up um and i'll try to do that before we leave air here in this hour because i don't know how many times Florida's gone for it on fourth down comparatively to the rest of the league. But I'm trying to get to it now, and when I get to it, I will let you know. I'm doing this on the fly. See? Instant return on an email here. Don't you love it? Still looking for it, though. By the way, turnover margin, um, A&M is at zero. And Florida is at plus six. That's the second best margin in the SEC. Only Tennessee is better. How about that? That all right. Uh, fourth down conversions. Florida is nine of nineteen, forty-seven percent. Texas A&M is the worst. They are three of nine. Now, in terms of the most fourth-down conversion tries, Mississippi State has tried 21. Vanderbilt, Florida, and Tennessee have tried it 19 times. Georgia is 8 of 9. Tennessee is 14 of 19. So when they've gone for it on fourth down, 
It's been very productive for them. One of the reasons why they're playing for SEC supremacy Saturday. And one more, uh, sacks by Florida has 13, A&M has 13. And sacks against A&M uh, has, let's see here, 17, Florida just 8. So their quarterbacks have been chased around a little bit. And remember, looks like that freshman is going to play, and he played very well last week. He threw for four touchdowns against Ole Miss. It's pretty good. That's going to do it uh, for our first hour. Uh, don't forget, uh, Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, will join us in the second hour. Let's hear from you today. Again, what's changed for you in Gator football from the start of the season to now? I'm, I'm waiting for – I'm not going to give it away. I hope somebody will call and give me the magic answer that I'm looking for. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen today, but it might, and we'll see if it does. So we'll take your calls, questions, and comments coming up in hour number two. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM. 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Come back and join us for hour two. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Got a question for you. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees or your back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love, it affects your job your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Greg Cassidy. It is time to call QC Kinetics. You see, QC Kinetics use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair your damaged joint tissue. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated. So if you are sick and tired of steroid shots that don't work or you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now and schedule your free consultation. Appointments are now available for this coming week at QC Kinetics. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. Call now, 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. Did you get that? QC Kinetics, 352 400 4550. There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at Woodstove Florida.com. Get the facts and take action before a bad contractor takes advantage of you. Hurricane and storm recovery can be emotionally and financially challenging without having to worry about being scammed by contractors. Find out how to protect yourself from fraud and scams by reviewing AARP Florida's important disaster recovery advice. From vetting contractors to understanding assignment of benefits, we've got you covered. Visit aarp.org slash fldisasterhelp. 
As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Hour two of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Hope you enjoyed Inside the Huddle today. It was just the head ball coach and I. Shane's got XFL duties. Uh, he'll be coaching there, uh, and, I, and I'm happy for him. I, Shane loves to coach, and I'm glad I'll be getting a chance to coach there. Sam's producing the show today. We will take your phone calls. One of the things I talked about earlier in the first hour, what has changed for you in terms of Gator football from what you thought might happen at the beginning of the season, okay? And anything else you want to bring up, please do. 392-8255, you can email srussell at wruf.com. Greg will lead off the hour. Greg, hi. Hey, Steve. Uh, this is what's changed for me, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but it's still, it's still a fact for me personally, is my perception of the defense. When we played at Utah, I thought they were going to be a really good defense, and I knew our offense might struggle with the passing game, but I thought the defense could carry us. Kind of like what another caller said. It's kind of like reminding me of the old 70s, I mean, even though I was a child then, but I was a huge Gator fan nonetheless. And uh, that's what's changed for me is they came in here as a 10th-ranked team. And Florida, albeit needed a, a, a goal line, a goal line literally with time cha- uh, going down, interception to seal the deal, I still thought this defense would be better. But I would like to say to the people that are jumping on Billy Napier, I love that you and Shane yesterday pointed out that some of the best players that's on this team presently right now were are, in fact, Billy Napier's players. So I just hope the Gator fan base gives them some time. I think we're on the right track. And I'll listen to you if whether or not I was right off air. Go Gators. Okay. Greg, thank you. I mean, look, it isn't a question of right or wrong. It's an opinion, right? For for example, you know, some people maybe think it was supposed to be uh, – you know, a six-win season or an eight-win season or the offense was – I mean, it's just opinion. It's what your perception was from the start of the season to what it is now. Uh, Adam, hello. Hey, Steve. Great show as always, man. Thanks for having me on. Um, looking forward to uh, having a little bit more time with you than I did uh, yesterday when you had all those calls, buddy. Um, uh, what's changed for me uh, basically changed incredibly in this last game. And – I'm just a little confused as to why the fans don't didn't see what I saw. And it's not just what I saw, but it's what the defense proved. First of all, we put Georgia off the field three and out on their very first scripted drive. Every team comes in with a scripted drive. We also got two interceptions and a strip fumble. This defense played smothering man-on-man defense for the first time this season. And they played very well. Would it surprise you that Anthony Richardson was within 40 yards of what Stetson Bennett did, and Stetson Bennett had two interceptions? 
this defense played very well considering our depth. And I don't think enough is said about people always talk about consistency with this team. Well, consistency and depth go hand in hand. So that that is my premier state statement to Gator Nation. This guy is doing the right thing, man. Like he's put the people in the right place. He has a defensive staff that really knows what they're doing, especially when it comes to statistics. That was shown against Georgia. When you go 17 and 0, Steve, to open up the second half, that's not just the offense. That's defense. It also has to put the team off the field. Well, so we, uh, oh, okay. Let, let, let me let me stop you. Sure. Uh, those are selective numbers. You're leaving out other huge numbers, like 555 yards of offense. Georgia ran 78 plays. Yes. Did Florida create turnovers? Yes. But on how many plays? Okay, well, what I'm looking just between Trevor Etienne, Anthony Richardson, and Xavier Henderson, just those three players alone put up nearly 500 yards. No, they didn't. Um, I got 110 here for Xavier Henderson, 53. That's uh, 163 plus 271. That's three. That's 430-something yards just between those three players. I, I don't want to argue the point. I mean, I I was elated that we Oh, you had, can be elated. Florida had 371 yards of total offense. Man defense, Steve. That was something different. That's what your boy, Steve Spurrier, the head ball coach, called for, was something different. Stetson Bennett had two interceptions. There wasn't anything different. They they didn't do, I don't believe, anything schematically different. You know something St- different? You know who did something different? That offensive penalty that was called right before the half that cost us another seven points. But I didn't want to get to that. I thought you would see what I'm saying. We saw something different from this defensive scheme from Patrick Tony and Corey Raymond that, su- that suffocated this offense. It did not su- stop, Adam. When you give up 555 yards of offense, you're not suffocating anybody. Okay, but I also talked no but. about... There's no but there. I also talked about consistency and how depth of each team goes to play hand-in-hand hand with that. Okay. That's what I... That, that, we'll agree to disagree. Thank you, Adam. Uh, David, hello. Wow. All right, Steve. Uh, appreciate it. I don't know what the numbers are. It did appear that they played a little bit better. Yes, uh, I, I'm not saying they... Yeah. When, when they created play, Stetson Bennett has struggled against Florida, period. I think he's thrown like five or six picks in his games against Florida. So he struggled a bit that way. Yes. Did they play a little, a little bit better? Yes, because they did create well, some turnovers. But they gave up 555 yeah. yards. That's because we couldn't stop the run. <laughs> well, but that's part of playing defense, isn't it? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. Okay, so anyway, to answer your question, uh, what changed for me is, Anthony Richardson has not performed as well as I thought he was going to. Um, so, you know, and I don't, and I'm not, like I said, I don't blame obviously everything on him, but here, here's my observation of him. Here's what I believe. This is my opinion. I don't know if it's true or not. <clears throat> um, it just appears to me that he does not give a hundred percent all the time. And, and, and for, when I when I say that, I mean by uh, 
you know, uh, running the ball as much as he could. It, I, I think there's somebody in his head telling him not to get hurt. And so, but at some point during the game, he just, you know, he gets pissed off or whatever and says, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And, and he takes off, you know, first half and second half in that game on Saturday. You know, that's, that's just my opinion. I may be dead wrong about that, but just an observation. His long run the other day was 14 yards. Yeah. So it isn't exactly like he was, you know, running wild mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. No, but he, it just appeared to make more of an effort to do it in the second half than he did the first half. Yes, I agree. But, again, not knowing what Florida's mm-hmm. game plan is, maybe, maybe the game plan was not to run him as much. I don't know. Yeah, obviously we don't know. Yeah, I'm just my opinion, you know, uh, but that's, that's all. But that, that's what's changed for me is he, I thought he was going to play better. I thought he was going to throw better, you know, <clears throat> but he hasn't. Um, so, um, you know, I and I know you're, you're uh, you know, at times critical of fans for wanting to make a change at quarterback. Um, but to, to the fans' credit, we did want to make a change at quarterback from um, Felipe Franks to Kyle Trask, right. and that worked out pretty good. It did. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Look, I do I do I no, understand? You know that one because we're always wanting to make changes. <laughs> do I understand <laughs> this? Here's what I don't understand. There's a difference to me in somebody saying, "Well, just try him. Just try him." Right. Well, okay. Yeah. That that to me is just. Absurd. If you think, if you're saying to me, based on what I saw from Eastern Washington, and again, it's Eastern Washington, that Kitna seems to throw a better ball, you know, okay, now you're, you're going down my street, as opposed to making a change for making a change, right? Uh, no, I, I agree with you 100% on that. But, and, and what I saw in that game is, and again, like I said, it's Eastern Washington, but what I did see is that he made quick decisions and the ball came out on time. Yes. That, to me, that was big. Okay, I so agree. That's why I would like to just see what could happen with him based on that observation. All right. Thank you, David. Appreciate your call. Bring Kevin in. Hi, Kevin. Oh, yeah. Hey, Steve. All right. Happy Tuesday to you. Mm-hmm. And first of all, like I always say, blame Steve Spurrier. He set the standard, man. It's all his fault. <laughs> That's true. It, I mean, if you want to look at it that way, it is. <laughs> yeah. And, Steve, what, what changed for me, um, I guess, was my level of optimism. And then I guess how much I downplayed uh, this thing. So I, I, I guess um, I expected us to go 6-6, six 7-5. Six, so that, that's fine. Um, I mean, that's not fine. I just, I just thought, hey, let's get to a bowl game. And that would be a great first year. It's coach, you know, Napier's first year. Um, I, I think what what's concerning is the um, the cachet. Um, does does Coach Napier have the offensive cachet to attract uh, you know a top notch quarterback that he can develop and and you know take the team to to, to the promised land like before? I don't know because I'm kind of stuck on that on coaches or. or offensive coordinators having a certain type of cachet to attract a top-level quarterback, kind of like a Steve Sarkeesian or, or a Lane Kiffin, for example, even Steve Spurrier, right, having a certain cachet to bring in a certain level of quarterback to help the team. So that's changed for me, um, that, that level of optimism. And then 
I kind of downplayed. I thought because we had the Gator Collective, we'll be all good. But this NIL thing, um, really, I, I underestimated the power of the NIL. I thought that, hey, you build it, they will come. We got this great Heavener Center out there. I mean, I'm the one who called in a few weeks ago, hey, five to seven years, we'll have a Clemson-like run. But the NIL thing really screwed my thought up. And so I'm kind of like lost and somewhat all over the place. And, and so my optimism has shifted. And, and again, I downplayed this NIL stuff, thinking that the Gator Collective was all we needed. But it looks like, wait, there's more, kind of like one of those infomercials. Wait, there's more. Um, and, and so now, again, I'm, I'm kind of waning uh, on, on the uh, projection of the team at this time. It's fluid. Okay. It, this may change, you know, but that's, that's what's standing out to me, Steve. Okay. Appreciate your call. Thank you, Kevin. And look, I think they they have a shot, and I think a realistic shot, to win their last four games. I think they have a realistic shot to lose more of the games than they win, and that's kind of where the team is. Peyton says if they played each other now, who would win? Battle for the Tiger Rag, LSU versus Tulane. LSU, but Tulane's having a nice year with Willie Fritz. And Texas, Texas A&M, boy, that one's harder. Um, Texas seems to always lose games like that close. Uh, so I would say A&M, but I would not lay any money down at all. Jim says, don't understand the grumblings about Napier. That's what's changed. Not sure what people expect. If you look at it as, as a whole, how many teams – uh, would you prefer versus their roster? I think if I go down the SEC, a bunch of rosters I would take Napier to coach versus a bunch of coaches I would take to coach the current Gator roster. Uh, Rogers says, that what's changed? Nothing. Team ceiling to be 8-4, and four, the floor 4-8. and eight. Looks like we're laying right in the middle. The O is what we thought, decent running, pretty bad and consistent passing the ball. AR, exactly what we saw last year, boomer bust. D is what we thought, average in some areas, far below in others. Front seven isn't good. DBs are decent. So, yeah, nothing. That said, I'll still complain <laughs> when we don't perform. Okay, Roger, you're honest, man. I give you that. Um, Brian says, our expectations beginning of the season for seven to eight wins, be competitive in every game we played. While those goals are still obtainable, my expectations now are just to simply see what players currently on the roster will continue to improve and play hard. Not sure another win will happen in regards to the final four opponents. Georgia signing 25 five-stars to the Gators two over the last five recruiting cycles really opened my eyes to the talent gap on the roster. Underestimated at the beginning of the season how much of a project Mullen left Coach Napier. Hope the fans will have patience as I am now seeing simply making a bowl game might be the best-case scenario for the next couple of seasons. One sixteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Madison Walker. Tonight, Game 3 of the MLB World Series will be played in Philadelphia at 8. The Phillies and Astros are currently tied in the series 1-1, and you can listen to coverage of the game right here starting at 7. Also tonight, Florida's men's basketball team will host their orange and blue scrimmage at 7 to prepare for the upcoming season. Staying with basketball news, the men's and women's Santa Fe Community College basketball teams will host their home opener tonight. 
The women's game will begin at 5 and the men will tip off at 7.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Madison Walker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey, friends, if you want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives, that team is Arthrex, and they're hiring right now. Arthrex develops innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries to get people back in the game. If you're looking to make a difference, you can join this global company that's nationally recognized for its extraordinary workplace culture and exciting amenities and benefits, which include things like free on-site medical care, free lunch, and much more, and it starts from the very first day you're hired. So check out available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. When our clients are injured in an accident, it is our goal to lift the burden off of them from the moment they call us. If you call our office, you'll speak to one of our four practicing attorneys. We understand the stress that you and your family are under. We will help you and get the best results in your case. We fight as hard as we can. It becomes personal. It's not just a client, it's a personal relationship. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Trace Leche's pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. The future is now. Balls out. Gators say they have it. Oh, and it is Florida football. The Gators hit the road to face the Texas A&M Aggies. To the five. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Touchdown, Gators. Kickoff is set for noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with pregame coverage starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. From pylon to pylon, we are your home for all things football. 
This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Thank you, Sean. You'll be here Thursday. As you call in today, what has changed from your perception from the start of the year when it comes to Gator football? Anything else you want to bring up too? 3928255 email srussell at wruf.com. Jim says, I agree with the call that I thought the defense would be better. I thought the offensive line would be better, regardless of our yards per carry, which I think is skewed by several long runs. They don't seem to block well enough to sustain drives. Uh, shorter pass routes, bubble screens, crossing routes, and the like, but Richardson seems to throw the ball mid to long range. Overall, they're what I thought they would be, a four- or five-win team at best. They'll win more than that, Jim, I think. But I would go on record now to say they'll, they'll be bowl eligible. But we will see. Uh, let's see here. Jonesy says, the only thing that changes for me is I thought Florida had more playmakers at wide receiver and more depth at all positions. It appears certain points of the game third down Florida unable to rotate players in and out because of a lack of depth, which I feel causes problems on third down. And the comment you made uh, that have a shot to win the last four games, three out of the last four because he's a big FSU guy and doesn't want Florida to win that game. Patrick says, when do the NBA playoffs start? Is the NBA playing now? Just kidding. Um, He says what's changed is the potential that we thought we saw with AR. A small sample size his first year, so I'm not down on him. I think it'd be tremendous if he was able to even be a first-round draft pick. Uh, boy, Patrick, you you butcher the English language, dude. Um, let's see. I'm going to read this as he wrote it. I'm not down on him. I think it would be tremendous if he was able to, even if he was the first-round yet pick, which I know he should go if he stayed. For imagine if he stayed for two more years, maybe he would develop and the light bulb would go off and could be amazing, or can he or he can go to the NFL and not make it. Um, wow, help me with that one. Mike says, thank God for Mary Wise and the track coach, swimming, baseball, softball coaches and programs. The product they put on the quarter on the field is excellent year after year. The coaches and players don't embarrass the university and their student-athletes play hard with pride and appreciate the fans. The opposite can be said for the football program the last 12 years, especially the last two. The more the football players are given, the less effort they put out. That's a perception. I don't know if anyone knows that's true, but you have the right to that perception. Um, I don't want to get hit. I don't want to get dirty is the team's mantra from the leader of the team. Okay. Uh, Brian says expectations were seven to eight wins, be competitive in every game played. Um, while those goals are still attainable, my expectations now are just to simply see what players currently on the roster will continue to improve and play hard. Uh, and I mentioned about Georgia signing the 25 stars to the Gators, two over the last five recruiting cycles, opened his eyes to the talent gap on the roster. Um, all right, let's get some calls to wrap the day up. 3928255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus will join us here momentarily to talk a little National Football League. And uh, got some good guests lined up for you. Uh, for later in the week as well. 
Um, it's always fascinated me what expectation sometimes is. Because it does. And look, it's, it changes from, remember, the only thing we saw Billy Napier as a head coach was when he was at Louisiana. And his teams there were good. I mean, did they light up the offense? Did they score 60 points a game? No. Good running game. Dual threat passer that was pretty good. So that was a pretty balanced offense, all in all. Uh, Tim emails, and uh, he says, if Florida does not go to a bowl game this year, how do you think that affects recruiting? I think that goes, that's a great question. I think it goes one of two ways. If I'm recruiting for Florida, I'm saying, dude, you can come play here right away. I mean, you have a chance to get on the field now and help re and help resurrect this once proud program. The other thing I would say, do you want to go there and sit through a rebuild? You want to sit there and go through two or three years of rebuild? When you can come here and you're going to play for a championship pretty much right away. That's what the recruiting game is all about. 127, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Want to make a big impact this election? Voting yes on single-member districts is a vote for accountability. Voting yes on single-member districts is a vote for true representation for all of Alachua County. This is the first time in 40 years that we have an opportunity to fix our local government and finally have a say in who represents us. Don't let this opportunity for fair elections pass us by. Let's come together and stand up for Alachua County. Vote yes on single-member districts on November 8th. Pay political advertisement paid for by Leading for Our Future. 115 East Park Avenue, Suite 1, Tallahassee, Florida, 32301. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Get the facts and take action before a bad contractor takes advantage of you. Hurricane and storm recovery can be emotionally and financially challenging without having to worry about being scammed by contractors. Find out how to protect yourself from fraud and scams by reviewing AARP Florida's important disaster recovery advice. From vetting contractors to understanding assignment of benefits, we've got you covered. Visit aarp.org slash fldisasterhelp. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things, for our planet. Planning a road trip to visit family and friends this holiday season? Now is the perfect time to make sure your car is getting optimal gas mileage. First, check your tires and make sure they are inflated to proper pressure. Remove heavy items like golf clubs from your car and plan on packing light. And minimize stops on longer trips to help maximize your fuel economy. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Direct Auto Insurance is for uncompromisers. 
With savings of up to 25%, you too can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a quote today at directauto.com. Savings based on applied discounts and will vary. Terms apply. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx or online at electronicsworld.net. Aquito America's new location is now open and we want to celebrate the grand opening with you. Come help us in the Gainesville Chamber of Commerce. Cut the ribbon to Okito's second location next to the Flip Factory at 7420 West Newberry Ave on Thursday, November 10th from 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for food, music, giveaways, and tours as we showcase the new Okito America where you'll find the same great martial arts and dance classes and the same great after-school programs. Okito America, now with two locations to better serve Gainesville. RSVP today on our Facebook page. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today, sunny skies and above average temperatures, highs in the mid to upper 80s. Tonight, staying mostly clear, lows dropping to the mid 60s with areas of patchy dense fog tomorrow morning. Tomorrow afternoon, highs in the mid 80s, turning partly cloudy. A few late afternoon and early evening showers and thunderstorms are expected, especially east of I 75. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. I was looking at the um, MVP odds, watching Luca last night go off for 41, a triple-double against the Nets. He is the favorite to win the MVP. Uh, I would go Luca and Giannis, but, you know, it's the timing of the story. John Morant is, like, this is close right now. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. You know, they say timing is everything and having ben brown here from pro football focus is excellent timing because the nfl's trade deadline will expire at four o'clock today it's now 1 30 so if my math is right two and a half more hours left ben tj hawkinson just traded to the uh division rival vikings after their tight end went down uh so the vikings certainly fill a need and detroit isn't really going anywhere uh that's a pretty big name. Good player. Do you think some big name guys will eventually go before four o'clock? Yeah, I think we're going to see. I don't know if it's going to be you know as marquee, you know, like a top of player position like T.J. Hawkinson was. I do think he's very much you know a borderline top three, top five tight end in the league, giving both his run blocking ability and and catching ability. But I, I still think we're going to see a little bit you know more activity. I think it's going to be you know some more mid-tier type receivers and maybe, you know, a defensive back or something like that gets moved here as we move towards closer to the trade deadline. But I think, you know, Hawkinson specifically is probably, you know, the biggest name as far as, you know, you know, an evaluation of where he fits uh, position ranking wise 
uh, at the trade deadline. So, you know, definitely intrigue, and I think we're going to see some more intrigue, but it, it might not be, you know, the household or brand names that people are looking forward to. You know, I, I, I've always, one of my bucket list things is to be in a war room on draft day. But the second thing is for me, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when it comes to an organization, Ben, deciding, you know, do I let a player go or do I acquire one? How much uh, conversation, interaction is there between coach, general manager, front office, owner, when it comes to which teams buy and which teams sell? Yeah, I think it very much comes down, you know, from the top for most organizations as far as the GM and owner kind of trying to evaluate and decide on, you know, the success of the overall roster. I think they maybe in some ways try to remove the coach from that particular conversation as far as if they're going to be buyers or if they're going to be sellers because, you know, the coach obviously has so much invested in it. He's never going to want to be the guy that, you know, potentially offers to sell certain aspects of the team. So, I think that, you know, the coach and GM or the, the owner and GM kind of work in lockstep in that. And then I think it's more so the GM and coach kind of work in lockstep to evaluate, you know, what players are actually going to be uh, pretty good schematic fix and what, what what's the area of need that they actually need in order to kind of improve and get over, you know, the, the proverbial hump that they're trying to get over or whatever. So I think it works, you know, very much. Um, you know, as a team effort, I don't think very many organizations are run where there's, you know, one guy making all of the decisions. And, and I definitely agree with you. I think, you know, the, the being in the war room on draft day would be, uh, you know, an absolute bucket list, uh, <laughs> in my opinion, as well. One of the most enjoyable, you know, experiences I think anyone could ever have. Yeah. Um, because uh, Kadarius Tony, you know, played here, you know, he goes to Kansas City and he's kind of that go-go gadget guy that I think fits Andy Reid's offense. He was not a fit in New York. Will he help the Chiefs? Yeah, I definitely think he's going to, and I think it's kind of the perfect, you know, buy low spot for Kadarius Tony. Still very much have, you know, a, a number of years left on his rookie deal to the point where the, the, the Chiefs are very much going to be able to find out, you know, what he is actually capable of bringing. And I think that, you know, the first round talent, what he flashed at certain points at Florida, what he even flashed, you know, in, in very brief timing in New York as well is, is, is a very dynamic, exciting player. And I think if there's anybody in the NFL that we kind of expect to be able to unlock a guy like that, uh, you know, Andy Reid has the best track record of anybody actually doing that, especially the guy that, you know, maybe is labeled a little bit of, you know, a, a troublesome spot or something like that through a young career. So I love the fit, to be honest with you. I think it's, you know, kind of the perfect uh, approach for the Chiefs to kind of take this year, especially given the, the state of their wide receiver room without Tyreek Hill. You know, in the fold, they very much, I think, kind of need a dynamic playmaker with the ball in his hands. And I think that, you know, Kadarius Tony could easily fit that bill if he gets on the field enough uh, and is very much bought in. And I think the overall, you know, culture, winning culture, what the Kansas City Chiefs are actually trying to accomplish this year, I think they are going to get that buy-in. So I do think that, you know, it's going to be a successful uh, relationship here, especially in this first year for Kadarius Tony in Kansas City. Ben, with the Colts, I mean, people thought, okay, Matt Ryan will be an upgrade. That didn't work. The offensive line's been terrible. He can't run the ball with one of the best running backs in the NFL. And now they fire the offensive coordinator. And now Sam Ellinger is the quarterback. Is he the long-term answer there? Or are they going to keep sitting Ryan? Yeah, I think they definitely have to keep sitting Ryan. I think for this year specifically, 
uh, Sam Ellinger is a much better option given the current state of their offense. Like you said, one of the worst, you know, pass blocking units in the NFL. I think we have them like 29th overall out of 32 teams from a PFF pass blocking perspective. And Sam Ellinger can at least alleviate some of that, right? I think you saw that kind of throughout the whole Washington, uh, the game against the Washington Commanders, but even early on made some throws and escaped some pressure situations where Matt Ryan would have not been able to actually do that. And I also think, you know, Ellinger is a guy who, you know, isn't dynamic in the sense that we think of for a lot of these top-end quarterbacks who can deliver both the run and the pass in, in every single situation. But I think he provides enough with his legs to the point where he is a threat. And I do think that, you know, what we've seen from a PFF perspective is is when you have a guy at the quarterback position that is at least threatening to run the football and it can be, you know, pretty productive in doing that, that is going to open up ga- that's going to open up opportunities for the rest of the rushing game. And I do think that, you know, it's kind of been the reason why Jonathan Taylor as well hasn't had a good season so far. It's been because Matt Ryan, you know, isn't really threatening anything whatsoever, either through the run or the pass. And I think that, you know, Ellinger at least being somewhat dynamic with his legs uh, is very much going to open some of those lanes for Jonathan Taylor. And I think we're going to kind of get back a little bit to seeing, you know, some heavy chunk plays in the running game for Indianapolis. And I think that, Maybe Ellinger might be, you know, the solution, but at least they're going to at least, uh, you know, figure that out for the rest of the 2022 season instead of kind of leaving that as a question mark. So that's just, you know, another reason why um, I, I very much think the correct approach is to kind of go with the younger, uh, more athletic fit at the quarterback position when you have a veteran that's, you know, only grading as like the 15th or even lower down, uh, you know, pocket passer from a PFF perspective. So I, 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 I don't necessarily love where the Colts are at currently, but I do think that uh, there's a lot of benefit to them making that change at quarterback and sticking with it for the rest of this season. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, our guest here. All right, let me zero in on the Florida teams, Ben. Bucks, Dolphins, Jags. Uh, I don't know that any of them – would go out and make a big splash. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think the my the Dolphins specifically could maybe use, um, you, you know, some more cornerback help. There. There's a spot that they've obviously gotten a lot, you know, a thinner or weaker at throughout the course of the season. You know, Xavier Howard kind of getting back from that early season groin injury, but uh, they lost Needman, so I do think that there could be a scenario where. They maybe add uh, some back-end help, I would say, specifically in that secondary. That's a move that I could maybe see making. But, yeah, Tampa Bay, I mean, outside of, you know, offensive line help or something, I'm not sure what they need to get right outside of just timing and health uh, to at least get back to being, a, you know, a, 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 an assumed a contender, I would say, in the NFC conference. So uh, I don't expect the Jaguars to – they're kind of – um, very much in limbo. I don't think they could, you know, really be buyers this year, given the state of, you know, where they're at currently record-wise and everything else, even though they very much are in, in, a, in a down AFC South uh, division. But uh, I, you don't really want to see them, you know, necessarily be sellers either, just given, you know, the, the core talent of what they have, especially offensively, young talent moving hopefully in the right direction. So I think the Jaguars has got to be, the, you know, the team that definitely stays pat. Uh, the other two, um, you know, I, I think are very much in line to compete at the end, at the rest of the season. So maybe just some back end help at, you know, what we would classify as weak link type positions would be the only move that I think could be, you know, a, a possible win for either team, I would say. All right, Ben, let me leave you with three quick hitting things here. One, uh, were you in the boat that if Hackett had not beaten Jacksonville, uh, he would have been fired at Denver? That's one. Two... Is McDaniel on the hot seat? Because Las Vegas looked like they were asleep 
when they play the Saints team is, it is not exactly an offensive juggernaut. And the last thing, if the Bengals went out and got Joe Burrow supposed offensive line help, Joe Burrow's going to get killed because last night right. was awful. And, I mean, they do the same thing. They, they, they drop him back to the same spot, and he's a mobile guy. So address those things for me. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's it's really bad. I would say for the first two, you know, specifically Hackett, I very much think it was probably a, a, a win or be done sort of situation. I think that, you know, in evaluating him, he just hasn't made a lot of the correct decisions, doesn't really have the team, I would say, supporting him in a number of situations. So I think, he, you know, he very much needed a win that week. And I kind of think we need to still continue seeing that carry forward uh, to kind of get him off of the hot seat. And I definitely agree, you know, as well. Very much need to see the Raiders kind of respond after getting, you know, blowing out basically by a New Orleans Saints team that I think is, you know, still very beat up. Obviously, the Devontae Adams, like, illness played a role in him being a complete non-factor in that particular matchup. But if they don't respond this week, I think, you know, we could see uh, some very quick triggers, I would say, from um, from owners kind of moving on from coaches, especially when it seems like, you know, nothing's headed in the right direction in year one. I do think that's going to be a, a little bit of a more common um, a, a more common angle to kind of approach things from an owner's perspective. So I wouldn't be surprised to see either one of those guys still maybe let loose in their first year, which, you know, I, I think from years past, that would be a surprising thing. But uh, I think that's definitely going to move more towards the norm if a lot of these teams are underperforming, which they definitely seem to be in 2022. So I, I agree with both those. And then, yeah, the Burrow thing, I think, if, you know, some of it's definitely impacted by Jamar Chase. He was the guy that was, you know, winning quickly, um, for them basically the last three weeks when they finally kind of were getting that offense up to par. So I don't think it's entirely the offensive line, but Joe Burrow's been a guy that's been really poor under pressure throughout you know his entire career. Can't really um, you know avoid sacks given pressure situations. Uh, and, and I think that that just gets even more magnified without a guy like Jamar Chase, who is very much as you know, trustworthy guy that can win that one-on-one matchup. And and Burrow's very comfortable in kind of giving him that opportunity. So without him, we, we see him kind of collapse. And I think that, you know, it's, it's very much an indictment on probably Zach Taylor as a play caller that the, the offense line has been so bad given, you know, what were supposed to be some pretty dramatic improvements in the offseason. So I'm concerned. Bengals were definitely a team that I was kind of buying into. But, you know, after that performance last night, it's, it, it, it's hard to see them moving forward with a successful offense without Jamar Chase in the fold, unfortunately. All right. Where can people see your work, Ben? Yep. So PFF underscore Ben Brown. I'm also, you know, on PFF.com writing some betting, uh, you know, fantasy and other NFL type news. We're tracking, you know, all the latest trades that are going to be happening, hopefully for the rest of the day. So make sure you check it out. We got, you know, the latest uh, breaking news and information that you can find from NFL and college football. So uh, PFF.com, definitely where you want to be. All right. Always appreciate your time, Ben. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Have a great show. You got it. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, talking NFL 144. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Lauren Halpern. Tonight, the Philadelphia Phillies will host the Houston Astros in Game 3 of the World Series. Both teams have a win under their belt. First pitch is scheduled for 8.03. Find coverage right here starting at 7. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning defeated the San Jose Sharks over the weekend. The Lightning looks to carry that momentum into their game tonight against the Ottawa Senators. Puck drop is set for 7 o'clock. The Gators men's basketball team has their orange and blue scrimmage tonight at 7, giving viewers a sneak peek into Todd Golden's first group as head coach. 
The high school volleyball playoffs continue tonight with the 1A regional final between Union County and Osceola Christian. Christ Church Academy and Oak Hall will play for the 2A title, while Bishop Moore and Santa Fe will play for the 4A regional title. All games will start at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halper. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. Are you suffering from chronic joint pain like Heather? I have terrible arthritis and have had it for quite a while and I've gone to all kinds of doctors trying to figure out what to do and everybody just said surgery and surgery was months of rehab and I didn't want to do that. But then Heather discovered QC Kinetics, local medical professionals who specialize in natural biologic treatments, non-invasive solutions designed to repair and restore damaged tissue in your joints. And she absolutely loves the results. I like to tell anybody who's suffering that there are options that are not steroids, that are not surgery. You owe it to yourself to find out about QC Kinetics and find out what they can do for you. No surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Discover QC Kinetics and learn more about natural biologic treatments with lasting results. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. There's this uh, one physician that I admire a lot and trust with my life, and they referred me to Dr. Art. But I had to invest in myself, my confidence with my smile now. And, you know, it's just made the world of difference to me. So it's just so well worth the investment I made here. Dr. Art has an amazing um, technique. Um, Bedside manners are just amazing. Makes you feel relaxed. Like, you know, you're part of the family. And that's, I want an exceptional work. Um, That's why I came to Exceptional. (laughs) In exceptional dentistry, it's all about the trust and the confidence that the patient can have with the with the team here. Love Dr. Art. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! If you don't have a health plan through your employer, you can still get quality health insurance through the federal marketplace. 
Not sure where to begin? A navigator can help you cut through the clutter. There's no obligation, and getting help is always free. Open enrollment ends on January 15th, so don't wait. It's easy. From your mobile phone, dial pound 250 and say the keyword navigator. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from iHeartMedia. That's pound 250 navigator. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on the ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Good response today to the question I posed. What's changed in your thought process with Gator football from the start of the year to now? Joe says expected AR to be much better, lack of receptions by the tight ends, um, Pat says um, AR uh, thinks he doesn't do well or not learn. There's, there are skill player, skills players have or they don't. He's an amazing athlete, not a top-level quarterback. Surprised, disappointed the game and clock management's not been good. No imagination on offense. Uh, she's in favor of a quarterback change. Uh, knows it won't happen, but she uh, believes it should. But still watching, believes the Gators can win their last four games. Great show as usual. Pat, thank you. Uh, Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve, I'm sure you know, but has it been publicly disclosed what Cox did? No. It wasn't like refusing to go back in the game or nothing like that? Mm, a cumulative thing is what Napier yeah, okay. said. Hey, Steve, great show. Kind of a bank shot off your topic today, midseason report card, although not exactly. How's Coach Napier getting received around town? You've had a half a season to look at him, his post-game press conferences. How's he kind of fitting into the community and all that? I think he fits into the community well, but he's very Saban-esque when it comes to uh, availability. Uh, for, for example, he does his press conference on Monday. He's available after practice Wednesday. He's on the SEC teleconference, and that's it. And his yeah, players are available on Monday and on Wednesday. That's it. Yes, assistant coaches can't talk and all that jazz. Correct, yes. Yeah. Hey, uh, reason I'm asking, Steve, apparently um, when last cycle Strickland didn't give um, Kiffin and Freeze a sniff, but they're apparently the two names you're hearing at the front of the Auburn uh, situation. Do you have an inter- a thought about that, why, why – um, Freeze and Kiffin are appearing at Auburn, but apparently didn't get much of a, an audience from Strickland. Well, it depends on the athletic director. It depends on what that athletic director sees that the program, you know, if that coach is a fit for what, you know, that athletic director sees in the program. I'm not speaking for Scott Strickland, but I think, I think those are generalities. Yeah. Well, I just was curious. I figured you'd be the guy to ask. Congratulations on the start to your Jet season, Steve. Hang in there. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, lost a tough game the other day, though. Uh, PG, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, haven't heard a lot of basketball chatter yet, but I guess, you know, it's getting going now. I'm excited. Uh, I think they're doing the orange and blue scrimmage tonight. So I like the, the roster. I think it's deeper. Um, some some good high school recruits, that Riley Kugel kid from Dr. Phillips, I think he's going to be a really good player. And uh, I like the transfers, too. I've watched some of their tapes. And I think it's deeper than it's been got to see him play but i'm excited um and that that's all i got on that but to answer your question um 
two parts to that. One would be, and I'm not saying it's Napier's fault, I just think in this day and age you need to be a little bit more dynamic on offense maybe. I don't know if that's the right word, uh, not vanilla. And I don't know if that's because he doesn't have the talent, but it just doesn't seem as wide open as maybe I would have hoped it would have been. I and mean, I wasn't expecting, you know, Tennessee type of offense here or Steve Spurrier. I just thought it would be a little bit more opened up. And who knows why it's not. It might be in the future. The other thing is just how analytical the staff is. Like a lot of the decisions I hear people saying, like, why would he go for it on fourth down on the 50 yard line? I think a lot of that is predicated on he knows the numbers and I, I just can feel it lately. When I'm watching the game, I'm like, okay, so probably got a sheet and they know or they all talk and that decision might not be something that we're used to like old school football, but I think it is very analytical. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. So are you surprised by that? Like, no, that it's, like, no. Cause his, his reputation coming here was that he was a big, just like Todd Golden, right? He's an analyst guy too. You know, that this shot over here is, is this percentage while this shot over here is this percentage. Yeah. And that that's analytics, right? So no, I, and I, you know, yeah, I just, I'm just surprised. I, I, I a Gator football coach, I, he's the first that I've seen like this, and I, I just it's just different, and I didn't expect it to be. I don't know to, for me to see it so so often. I guess I could. Say. Well, you know who was Bingo. analytics before analytics? Urban Bingo. He could yeah, tell he you. Talked. I saw a chart when he brought me up to the office one time. And it was a big chart where they showed the percentages. Like if you went for it on fourth down from this yard line, this is how many percentage of the times. I mean, it was incredible. You know, that's why he would always say uh, about the change. They had the change. They had the change. Because he knew, you know, third and seven, third and eight, third and nine, your probability was X percent. He was analytics before analytics. Yeah, he would say on schedule. Yeah, so, you know, because by the down. Right. So I'm gonna take. I got one question for you. I'm take it off the air in regards to that. So when Florida scored the touchdown, it was Henderson coming down. We were like, oh, we got a game against Georgia. They're down. What were they down? Nine, and they elect to kick the extra point there. And I, that that surprised me. I thought he would have went for two right there, but I guess you want to keep it to one score game and go for the two later. Yes. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't. I can't figure it out. I guess I need the sheet, man. Yeah, and and, and that you know that's a guide too. It's not a Bible, you know. Yeah. That they they made the score, uh, twenty eight to nineteen in the third quarter. I think three minutes left. Kick the point. Okay, yeah. so you're down eight. So, but you're still. It's a one score game. Yeah. No, and I get. And that's it. why. Why go for two? If you if you if you go for two there and don't make it now, you now you you got to score twice. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Well, in no, fact, I get it. I get yeah, it. I guess right. I was just looking. I wanted to see that seven. I wanted to be down. Yeah, well, yeah, but if you it. if you miss it now, you're going oh, you're oh, for two because now you're down nine and now you got to score twice. Yeah, that that one actually makes actual old school sense. <laughs> I just wasn't thinking about it. Okay. Anyway, appreciate it. All right, PG. Thank you. Tony will be our final call. You got two minutes. Tony, go. No problem, man. Real quick here, Steve O. Um, to answer the uh, question that you have put out there, 
I guess all in all, and I know that Billy Napier is going to have, you know, probably three or four years, obviously, to get this thing back on track. But I got to admit that I'm a little bit less confident in my belief in his ability to handle all three jobs that he's currently doing and that providing success for the, for the Gators. There's, there's, there's a reason why he's the only one in Power Five who's the head coach, the OC, and the QB coach. So I'm a little bit less confident in him being able to be successful at that. And then number two, I'm also a little bit less confident in that he'll be able to get the type of players in here that I thought he'll be able to get. I think he's the right coach at the wrong time. I think NIL, for whatever reason, here at the University of Florida is going to stymie his ability to compete against that billionaire down in Miami that loves to stick it to the Gators, against the Texas A&M, and against, you know, Georgia and Alabama that's already just too established. And I think that's going to hinder his ability to get those type of players that I have no doubt he would have already gotten if not for NIL, Steve. Unfortunately, that's a negative note, but that's how I feel, buddy. Okay. Tony, thank you. I don't totally agree with that because, again, are they are they good recruiters? Yes, but there are some kids who don't want to be part of a rebuild. You're not going to get everybody, NIL be damned, right? You really have to convince somebody to come to a school like this where it's at as opposed to going to a Georgia or an Ohio State or whatever where you're going to walk in there and compete for a championship. You're not going to get all those kids. And will you get some of them? Perhaps. BB says nothing has changed about his thoughts about the Gators or his Saints. Uh, from March, Bill says uh, the Utah win created unreal expectations at the quarterback position since that game. That position hasn't progressed as much as I expected from last year. Expected overall defense would improve, be more disciplined and consistent. Hasn't been the case. Expected to have fewer penalties. Uh, there have been fewer. Didn't expect the rushing to be as good as it's been in most games. Takeaways have been better. Overall record's about what I expected before the Utah game. That's it for today. More coming tomorrow. Back with Sports Scene at noon. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WA WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN.